0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 494 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers, just a couple of minutes ago, in fact, wrapped up a 3-2 road victory against the Arizona Coyotes. I think pretty much anybody who watched this game here tonight can agree that this was not exactly a work of art for the New York Rangers. I think for the first 30 minutes of this game, it's probably about as poor as the Rangers have played all season, and not necessarily just poor play overall. It was more just the fact that they seemed very lifeless, very flat for a good chunk of this game, namely the first half of this game overall, and I do understand they are going through a grind right now. This is their sixth game in nine days. It's the second half of a back-to-back. They're on the road. They're a long way from Madison Square Garden. I get all that. But you're playing a team like the Arizona Coyotes. I don't care where you play them or when you play them. You have to come away with two points. And I also understand, look, the Coyotes, as bad as they've been, they still have a team of NHL players. These guys are among the best players in the world. And the Coyotes are certainly not going to go 0-82. They're going to win some games. But if you're the Rangers, you've been scuffling a little bit coming into this game. You've lost three out of four uh, on your way into the action here tonight. you got to find a way to, to take two points off of this team. And they were able to do that, although it certainly was not for the faint of heart. And it certainly was not easy. The Rangers scoring two late goals in the third period to... Uh, take their first lead of the game with just two minutes and change remaining, and then, of course, holding on in the end. It was also the season debut for Keith Kincaid. I thought he did a really nice job for the Rangers, kept them in this game early when they really needed him to. It continues this basically season-long trend of the Ranger goalie being the best player on the ice. I mean, it's happened, obviously, a lot with Igor Shosturkin. Alex Georgiev, since kind of taking over for Igor, and Igor's absence has been fantastic as well. And Keith Kincaid, like I said, you know, he's played well in the AHL this season, but this was his first uh, NHL game this season. He ends up stopping 29 of 31 shots, and like I said, kept the Rangers in this game. A couple of instances where he prevented the, the Coyotes from taking a two-goal advantage, which the way the Rangers were going in this game, that might have been, I don't want to say insurmountable, but it certainly would have been uh, quite a hill to climb for the New York Rangers. So great job by Kincaid. The other bit of news uh, coming into this game, before the puck even dropped, that got a lot of people's attention, myself included, is the simple fact that Philip Heedle was a healthy scratch for the first time all season. And you hear that, you know, you're on social media and, you know, all the Ranger beat writers are tweeting about this, Philip is going to be out of the lineup, and... You know, at first you're surprised, but then you think about it a little bit, and it's like, well, I mean, is this completely unwarranted? Is this completely out of left field? And I would have to say no to both of those questions. Uh, You're talking about Filipito, a guy who's only got three goals and four assists in 25 games this season, and someone who just— you know, up to date has not quite lived up to the first round draft status that he carries. I understand he is still just 22 years old, but this is now his fifth season with the New York Rangers. And even though he gives you these flashes here and there, you know, we've talked about how the third line at times for the Rangers has looked really, really dangerous and finishing seems to be their biggest issue. Despite all of that, you know, Philip Heal has yet to really put it together at the NHL level. And I understand again, he is still just 22 years old. Time is clearly on his side. It's possible that, you know, He eventually figures it out. Hey, maybe this benching, this healthy scratching here, if you will, will be exactly what Philip Heedle needs. Maybe this kind of lights a fire under him. It does seem like at times Gerard Gallant knows the right buttons to push, knows how to motivate his players, kind of has a feel for what kind of a personality they have. Maybe Philip Heedle is somebody that he feels... Needs to be challenged. Maybe Heedle has gotten a little bit too comfortable, uh, just knowing that he's going to be in the lineup night in and night out. I'm not saying this is definitely the case, but I'm just kind of hypothesizing. This might be what Gerard Gallant says uh, or is thinking rather, and he also might just see a situation where the Rangers have won three out of four. This might be an opportunity to just kind of send the message to everybody on the team that you know you have to bring it every single night. Don't anybody start thinking that your spot in the lineup is a 100% guarantee every single night, and um. You know, obviously, Heedle watches this one from the press box, but I got to say, you know, you think about this, and it's like, imagine if I told you guys coming into the season that Philip Heedle not only would be a healthy scratch, but he'd be a healthy scratch in favor of forwards like Dryden Hunt and Greg McCaig, and you could probably even say Julian Gauthier as well there. I don't think any of us necessarily would have seen this coming, but it is what it is. He sits for a game, and now we have to find out if... This kind of uh, becomes a trend where Filipito is in and out of the lineup. Maybe he sits as a healthy stretch for the next game as well. Maybe he's right back out there. Maybe it's just a situation where Gallant wanted to give him a little bit of a breather, a chance to mentally regroup. And like I said, it's possible we see him right back out there on Friday, back in his usual spot on the third line. Uh, But I also want to mention this, and we'll get back to Hedl in just a second, but the Rangers obviously had to do a little bit of line juggling, given the fact that McKaig was in and Hedl was out. The top two lines remained exactly the same. The third line, you now had Barclay Goodrow, centering Alexi Lafreniere and Julian Gauthier, so Goodrow moves up a line, and then the fourth line, Greg McKaig centering Kevin Rooney and Ryan Reeves. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense overall. I wouldn't be completely opposed in situations like this to maybe even putting Rooney on the third line. You know, Rooney... Can't really ever seem to get off of that fourth line. He is a great fourth line player, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I just think in instances like this, it wouldn't kill the Rangers to just kind of uh, reward Rooney for having a pretty strong season so far and just kind of seeing what he could do, even if briefly, in a top nine role. But getting back to Philip Hedel here, you know, part of it could also be the fact that, you know, we just mentioned the Rangers' recent schedule and this grind that they're in. and It seems like they're just playing every single night. Maybe a little piece of this is that Gerard Gallant just wanted a forward that, you know, was fresh, and obviously Greg McKaig would qualify. He hasn't played in a very long time for the Rangers, so maybe that's part of it as well, and I think another reason, you know, if you believe that Hedl was taken out of the lineup simply because he hasn't been producing lately, I think, you know, you look at Hedl, and if he's not going to give you points and he's not going to give you any offensive production, then from the Ranger perspective, the, the coaching staff and whatnot. It might be a question where it's just kind of like, all right, well, what's the point then if Philip Heedle isn't going to contribute offensively? Because I don't think Heatle is the kind of player that's going to be out there killing penalties, the kind of guy that you necessarily want on the ice if you're trying to protect a one goal lead late in the game. So if he's not contributing offensively, then maybe Glant just figures that he can throw Greg McKay out there, who will at least, you know, throw his weight around a little bit, play some physical hockey and uh you know, just do fourth liner kind of stuff here. And, you know, again, we'll see what happens going forward. I don't think it's the end of the world that Hedl got this healthy scratch. I think the Rangers definitely expect more out of him. Hopefully the message was received and hopefully Hedl is back out there uh, for Friday's game against the Golden Knights because I, I don't think you want to mess with somebody's confidence too much Hopefully it's a situation, like I said, the message is received and Hedl is good to go and the coaching staff indeed goes in that direction on Friday when the Rangers play host to Vegas. And we'll continue talking about this game and break down everything that happened, the Rangers furious rally at the end of the game and all that good stuff. But first, just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it is you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes, you decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero, head to head, is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. stathero.com slash hockey. Promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel. And let's go ahead and actually kind of start with the third period here today. I don't want to bury the lead, and obviously the Rangers had a really nice rally coming from behind with less than six minutes left, scoring twice down the stretch both times on the man advantage. Uh, So Rangers and Coyotes go into the third period tied at one-to-one. The Rangers came into this game... 7-4-1 7-4 and 1 when tied going into the third period that of course now improves to 8-4 and 1 but it wasn't looking good because the coyotes scored a goal to take the lead about midway through the third period. Actually, about 11 minutes left, so approaching the midway point of the third stanza. But the Coyotes, moving the puck very well in the attacking zone. They eventually work it to Keller, and Keller cleans up from the doorstep. The Rangers had a couple of opportunities to clear the zone here, just were not able to do it. Uh, There was a battle for the puck at the blue line, and the Rangers just couldn't get it out. Barclay Goodrow was there, uh, but nothing doing. The Coyotes were able to hold the zone, and of course, it leads to a goal and a 2-1 lead for Arizona. And this just kind of summed up the night for the Rangers. You know, Overall, I thought for big chunks of this game, the entire first 30 minutes, and then chunks for the last 30 minutes as well. The Rangers just a half step slow. And again, I realize part of that is this grind of a schedule that they've been playing. But uh, like I said, this was not a banner night for the Rangers overall. Just never thought they had any real spring in their step. And if they had lost this game, I think we could put it right up there with probably the worst loss of the 2021-2022 season. But fortunately, the Rangers as they kind of did against the Avalanche in the last game, played their best down the stretch when trailing. Found a way to put their best foot forward when they really needed to. And as I mentioned, both these goals came on the man advantage, which has just been on fire for the Rangers recently. And the power play was set up because Kevin Rooney drew an interference penalty on Phil Kessel. And of course, Artemi Panarin was out for the basically all of the second and third periods. We'll get to that in just a second as well, and we'll find out if there's any updates because, like I said, I'm recording this episode right after the game ended, so we'll see if there's any word on Panarin, what's going on there, how much time he might miss, so we'll obviously all keep our fingers crossed there. But again, Capo Caco in for Artemi Panarin on that top power play unit. The Rangers work the puck to Mika Zibanejad. Mika was kind of in the position that Panarin usually plays over on the left side there. Mika just lets it fly from the top of the left circle there. Kreider's providing a screen, but instead of the tip-in, which is what has been Kreider's kind of signature play this season, we saw him kind of get out of the way of the puck. Instead, he dodged the puck, and we are tied 2-2 two two with less than six minutes to go. It looked like uh, Wedgwood got a little piece of it with his shoulder, but it still went into the net, and uh, again, the score nodded at that point. And then the Rangers get another power play with 2.59 remaining in the game. The Coyotes are penalized for having too many men on the ice and the Rangers use their timeout. Good use of the timeout there. Get their top guys ready, uh, talk about what they want to do, and more importantly, make sure everybody's fresh and ready to go at the start of this power play here because it's obviously crunch time and you want your top guys uh, with a full tank of gas out there, so to speak. So uh, we get Adam Fox moves it to his right. Ryan Strome passes the puck in deep to Kreider. Kreider's kind of... uh, I think he's got his skates like kind of near the goal line, but he moves up just a little bit, like kind of almost moving away from the net and slides a pass over to Capo Caco for the tipping goal to make it 3-2 Rangers with two eighteen remaining. That was Kreider's third assist of the game. Obviously, he's been more of a sniper this year than a facilitator, but three apples for Kreider, obviously a nice night for him and a much needed uh, big night for him, a big night for Capo Caco as well. Speaking of somebody who needed a big night, he scores two goals in this game, including this game winner late, uh, subbing in for Artemi Panarin on the power play. And then down the stretch, the Rangers played some really good defense. There weren't too many instances here where it looked like the Coyotes were all that close to finding the equalizer. Uh, Mika Zibanejad intercepted an outlet pass by the Coyotes, and the Rangers were able to keep the puck in the Arizona zone. This is with about a minute 30 to go. So uh, the Coyotes were trying to get their goalie off the ice. Obviously, they couldn't do it because the puck was still in their zone. They eventually do pull their goalie with about one ten remaining once they finally gain the Rangers zone. Uh, Lafreniere... Had a nice play. Got the puck to the red line. Dumped it into the Arizona zone. Couldn't quite hit the empty net, but at least got the puck deep. Coyotes get it back in with 40 seconds to go. And then we get a really nice play by Dryden Hunt there. He tips a pass out of the Rangers zone. So that was good. You know, obviously getting it into the neutral zone and out of harm's way. Uh, You had Phil Kessel. He gets a shot, and the puck goes out of play. With about half a second remaining, they end up putting 1.2 seconds back on the clock. The Coyotes take their time out. Uh, but then Goudreau takes the face off, wins it clean into the corner, and everybody fights. Uh, this was kind of building a little bit as the game went. We had Lindgren and Kessel dropping the gloves for a fight at the end of the game here. Truba and Keller were jong at each other just before this final faceoff occurred, uh, kind of slashing each other with their sticks a little bit. And I'm sure from the Coyotes' perspective, look, they've got five wins all season. It looked like they were going to maybe get a win here. I'm sure they're frustrated, uh, but emotions and tempers just kind of boiling over at the end of the game there. But the Rangers find a way. They escape with two points from Arizona. This was a lot more difficult and I think a lot of us were Certainly hoping that it would be, but be that as it may, the Rangers once again getting the job done in crunch time, and I think there is something to be said for a team that consistently does that, as the Rangers have done this season. We'll continue talking about this game in just a second, but first, just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are Fair Trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel a difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. All right, as far as Artemi Panarin is concerned, it looks like the Rangers have indeed dodged a bullet here. Gerard Gallant saying after the game that it is a minor lower body injury for Artemi Panarin. He even joked uh, when he was asked about Capo Caco scoring in Panarin's spot in the power play, he joked that Bred will have a tough time finding that spot again, and so... The fact that Gallatin is joking about this, I think, probably supports the idea that it's not a serious injury and that Panarin will hopefully not miss a lot of time. Now, one thing that I will say is that, you know, the Rangers play the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday, and look, if Panarin's back out there for that game, that will be absolutely fantastic. Of course, it's the dread lower body injury, so we don't know what the actual injury is. They're, they're very vague about this all the time, uh, pretty much everybody in the NHL it's either upper body or lower body injury but you know you look at the Rangers schedule and again they they play Vegas if Panarin's out there fantastic but if he's not I'd rather have Artemi Panarin miss one game than have him rush back too soon and end up having to miss multiple games because after Friday's game against the Vegas Golden Knights the Rangers do not play again until the following Wednesday so if he's got to miss one game so be it we'll see what happens obviously and if Panarin does have to miss any time, I would imagine the Rangers would probably do something similar to what they did tonight, and that is moving Alexi Lafreniere from the third line to the second line, putting him in Panarin's old spot up there with Ryan Strome and Dryden Hunt. But obviously, there's a total trickle down effect, and this Ranger team without Panarin, uh, it obviously hurts them. The guy's one of the best players in the world, and you know you really feel his absence. He's not an MVP candidate on an annual basis by accident. He really does make guys around him better. And, uh, you know, you take him out of the lineup and the Rangers are obviously going to have to adjust and a lot of guys are going to have to try to pick up the slack. Uh, I figure something else we could do here since the, uh, you know, we mentioned that big night for Chris Kreider, big night for Capo Caco. We might as well go ahead and go through these goals here because overall, you know, the Mika line had been struggling a little bit. You know what, it was a big night for Mika as well. He ends up with a goal and an assist in this one. So between Mika... Kako and Kreider, they combined for seven points, a much needed, big, big game for that top line of the New York Rangers. And that's even more true when, once again, you consider the fact that the second line was clearly compromised, not having Artemi Panarin out there. If there was ever a night for this top line to, to really kind of find its stride and just go off the way that they did, this was the night for it. And, um, you know, to go back to the first goal of the night for the Rangers, this tied the game at one, about midway. Through the first period, Capo Caco cleans up from the doorstep. The Rangers work the puck in deep. Uh, Kreider to Mika. Mika takes a shot, and the save is made, but Caco's there. He's able to get just enough of it to knock it into the net. Again, that tied the game at 1-1. to Then the Rangers are, are down 2-1, to getting pretty late into the third period here. Uh, less than six minutes remaining, and Mika Zibanejad scores for the Rangers on the power play. Like we said before, he was kind of in Panarin's spot on the man advantage there and just kind of pulled the trigger out of nowhere and big time screen by Chris Kreider. Like I said, cannot say enough about the job that the Ranger top line did in this game tonight, uh, helping the Rangers rally and win a game that they really, really needed to win. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. The long and short of this one is that the Rangers made this a lot more interesting. Once again, than a lot of us were hoping that they would make it, but they do find a way to get the job done in crunch time. And again, big time night for that top line for the Rangers could not have come at a better time obviously we'll keep our fingers crossed that this indeed turns out to be a very minor injury to our Artemi Panarin and that he's perhaps back out there as soon as Friday's game against the Vegas Golden Knights we'll also keep our fingers crossed that Igor Shesterkin will be back sooner rather than later although you gotta say I mean Keith Kincaid was great tonight and Alex Georgiev has been great in the games prior to this uh, but yeah that will do it for today once again if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is locked on NYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to be doing a special crossover with Locked On Golden Knights, and we are going to be previewing the matchup between the Rangers and the Knights on Friday. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.